Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Worry can rise up and choke the Word of God out of you. Worry. Worry, again, is a thorn, and worry can get into you, can get under your skin, and when you try to pull away from it, it leaves a scar. It can draw blood, and when you try to clean it, it stings. When you touch that area, there's a stinging sensation. Worry can get in you, can get under your skin, just like a thorn. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Welcome back, everybody. We thank you so much for joining us. I thank you so much for joining us for another broadcast right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're in the park having a great time and we're in our series entitled The Parables of Jesus. Oh my goodness, we've been having a wonderful time. And I thank you so much for your patience every week. It's like I, some of you tell me, oh really? Just when it was getting good, you cut off. I'm so sorry. We've got a short time here every week. But I know that as we come back every week, you're going to hear the word of God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now don't forget, you can go to my website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's uh, Bible study, as well as the entire series. So check it out. You can also hear it on our Roku channel, or rather watch it on our Roku channel. And you can listen to it by way of podcast or on Revive365Radio.com or on the 24-Hour Word. And we're really, really excited about the 24-Hour Word. Check it out. Just go to Revive365Radio.com. There's a link there that I know is going to bless you. All right. Well, it's time for us to get into, I believe, a part number five of this series entitled The Parables of Jesus. And yes, we're still here in Mark, the fourth chapter, but we're going to be concluding this part of this. And the next, well, I said that last time, didn't we? But so <laughs> we will see if we're going to conclude tonight, uh, but not the whole series, just this section, Mark four verses number one through 20. Now we've been reading, we read it last time, the entire uh, parable there. So you go back and you can read the entire uh, entirety of this parable. I know it's really going to bless you, but tonight we're going to just hop on down really to the interpretation. All right. So if you haven't heard part one, two, three, or four, go back and do it and catch up with us. We'll be here. I promise you we're here. We're here and we'll see you when you get back. All right. So we're going to go skip on down tonight uh, to verse number, verse number 13 and 13. We're going to go on and conclude. Now, this is where this in this parable, we're talking about the seed and the sower. Jesus is the one that is sowing the seed or he is planting the seed. He is broadcasting the seed in the hearts of those who hear. And the Lord even says, let those who have an ear hear what the word is saying, hear what's being said, hear what the spirit is saying, hear what the father is sending out. Now the seed is the uh, word of God. It is the kingdom word, a word of the kingdom. It is the answer that you need in your life. 
And when you pray, when you talk to God, often he will send you a word in seed form. Let's say uh, you need money. Well, maybe the Lord will say, tell you, will say to you, let's start this business. You say, Lord, I, I would really, I need a friend. I need a friend. Well, then the word may say, let's go show yourself friendly. You know, the Lord, again, gives you an answer in seed form. Now, sometimes he'll just give you the full fruit, but other times he will give you a seed and that seed, once it gets in your heart, will grow and it will bless all those that are around you. It's a very popular saying. If you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And the Lord wants to give you answers and solutions that will not only bless you, but your family as well. And the entire generation, the nations will be blessed because of the word that he places in your heart. Well, he did the same thing with Mary. Isn't that right? A seed, the seed of the word, the word himself, Christ, was planted on the inside of Mary and she carried the word of God full term. And of course, the Lord Jesus was born and he blesses the world. And I'm telling you, we can really learn from Mary's example of how she carried the word, of how she received the word and, and she brought the word forth. And I love what she said to the angel. She said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me, even according to your word. Isn't that awesome? And we're going to have to do the same thing. Say that same thing. Be it unto me, even according to your word. Awesome. All right. Let's go now. Verse 13. And then we're going to roll on as Jesus gives us the uh, as he gives us further instruction of this parable of the kingdom, uh, the seed and the sower, the sower and the seed. All right. So verse 13 says this. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Verse 16. And these are they likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately uh, receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. Now look at verse 18. We stopped off here last week, so here we go. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things enter in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. Verse 20, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some an hundred. All right, the last time we were together, we talked about these thorns. Now, these are there are three types of thorns that once they enter in, they have the ability to choke the word of God that's in your heart and cause you to be, cause us to be unfruitful. 
cause us to abort the miracle that God has sent us. And we don't want to do that. So again, look at this. So we talked last time about what a thorn is. Let me go over that one more time. A thorn is a sharp, pointy uh, protrusion that exists on the outside of some plants. True thorns are very short, pointy branches that come off of the plant's stems. They are embedded deeply into the woody structure of the branches. Uh, they do not break easily and exist to protect the plants from harm or from being eaten. So thorns are protective and they're protecting this ground from something. Now, so we said the last time the thorns are there to protect the ground, to protect the heart. Now, there are times when we should protect and guard our hearts, but not against the word of God. And we can become, our heart can become so thorny that when others try to interact with us, they feel pain. And that's because of the thorns that are there. So the word of God comes in that area to challenge you to remove these thorns. And you, with the spirit of God, can remove these thorns from the heart so that this heart can become good ground so that it can produce fruit that will bless the nations. All right, now let's look at what these thorns are that have, that have come. All right, so let's look at this. Now, uh, these thorns are, again, they are, mm, yeah, thorns are sticky. You know, they, rather they, not sticky, but they stick into the flesh. That's another characteristic of a thorn. It sticks into the flesh and it's very painful and it draws blood. I remember one time here and at the church and when I was working outside and the bushes needed to be trimmed. So I had my trimming tools and, and I'm going around, but one particular bush had thorns in it. Don't ask me why, I don't know. I knew it had thorns because I began to feel the sticks. I began to feel the pain of the thorns, the very sharp pain of the thorns through my shirt into my skin. Well, of course, there was some blood there, but I noticed that evening as I was washing that area, you know, it hurt, it sting. I mean, it was a, it was a, a sting there, stinging sensation as I was washing that area with some soap. Like, wow, what's happening here? And I saw the whelps. I, I saw the whelps and the scars that were produced by the thorns. One thing that thorns do, they will cause scarring on flesh. Thorns get into flesh and it, it create, if you move about in it, it can create a, a tearing sensation, right? That produces blood and it will leave scars. Notice what happened to the Lord Jesus Christ as they put a crown of thorns upon his head. They did that to produce pain, to leave scars for the shedding of blood. Now, in that case, that was very harmful and very, very terrible for the Lord Jesus. But by his stripes, by his woundings, we are healed. Now, God wants to remove these thorns from your heart so that you can cultivate an intimate relationship with him and with those that are around you. Again, Thorns, these thorns will produce pain. They are very painful and they leave scars. 
So every one of these things that we're going to say here, every, every one of their three areas of thorns or three types of thorns in this verse, in these verses. Now, again, the thorns were there first and then the seed was sown among them. The first thorn we will see here, or the first type of thorn are the cares of this world. The care, the word cares means simply here anxiety, fear, and also worry. Worry can rise up and choke the word of God out of you. Worry. Worry, again, is a thorn and worry can get into you, can get under your skin. And when you try to pull away from it, it leaves a scar. It can draw blood. And when you try to clean it, it stings. When you touch that area, there's a stinging sensation. Worry can get in you can get under your skin just like a thorn. And so how do we deal with worry? Remember, worry is when we meditate on wrong things. We meditate on the negative things of life. We give honor to it and we give our time and attention to it, our focus on it. And because there's nothing we can do there. And if you could do something about it, if you had the money, if you knew what to say, if you knew what to do, you would have done it. But because there's nothing you can do in this situation and we keep thinking about it, guess what happens? Worry comes, fear comes, and that produces pain. Instead of that, when you've gone as far as you can go, it's time to stand in faith and praise the Lord that he has the answer. So again, the first thorn that rises up is worry. And worry can definitely get under your skin and cause you great pain. Now, the second thing here, now it says the cares of this world, right? What are the cares of this world? You know, money, what are you worrying about? Money or relationships. Maybe you don't have a job. Maybe, maybe it's sickness. The cares, the worry, just so much worry. Worry can choke the word of God within your heart and cause you to be unfruitful. The second thing is the deceitfulness of riches. Now, deceitfulness, I love this, can simply be defined as the action or practice of deceiving someone by concealing or misleading or misrepresenting the truth. Deceitfulness of riches. So money is very misleading. Wealth is very misleading because it says, get me. If you get enough of me, I'll take care of all of your problems, all of your worries. Boy, is that deceitful. It seems like those that don't have it spend the rest of their days trying to get it so that they can be happy. And it would seem like those who have it should be the happiest people on the planet. But they are not. You know what? There are some wealthy people that are that are that are, uh, you know, they're wealthy and they're happy. But then there are also some very poor people that have nothing that are also very happy. It's not about the money. Deceitfulness or rather riches are very deceitful. Money uh, can money has wings often when you get it and it can simply fly away from you. Money is very deceitful. It promises you I will take care of you. I will handle all of your problems. And true enough that there's another true saying. If all you have is money problems, you really don't have any problems. If all your problems can be solved by money, you don't have it. The problem comes up when money cannot solve it. If someone's sick in that hospital bed, no matter how much money you throw at it, you can't solve that. 
with someone is strung out on drugs or alcohol or they're lost and nobody knows where they are. You, you can throw money at it all you want to, but they can't solve that. There's some matters of the heart. You've been hurt. Someone has abused your heart. You are heartbroken. You just lost someone. You can throw money at it, but it's not going to help that. Money can't solve everything, but it is an answer to many things in this world. But again, the deceitfulness of riches, running after money, thinking that money can solve everything, that can rise up and choke the word out of your heart. Again, the deceitfulness of riches, deceitfulness of riches is a thorn that gets under your skin, gets under your skin and can draw blood and can leave a scar if you're not very careful. And when you try to get cleansed from it, it can leave a sting. It can sting you. So we need to watch out for that as well. Ask the Lord to deliver us from number one, the cares of this world. Number two, the deceitfulness of riches. And the last thing here, oh my goodness, is the lust of other things. It says, and the lust of other things. Now, the lust of other things, and it's also also interpreted the lust for things. Wow. We live in a society where we want more stuff. We want the newest cell phone. We want the newest house. We want the newest car. We want the newest pair of shoes and the, the next dress, the next suit. We have a lot. There's a lot of lust from things for things. And lust simply means a strong desire to have a strong desire to have billions, trillions of dollars are being spent every year for people that cannot get enough can't get enough. The lust for things. The Bible says that all, th- all three of these, the, uh, the cares of this world, worry, worry, the deceitfulness of riches. I got to have more money, got to have more money. And the lust of other things. Now, what do they do? The scripture says they enter in. These enter in. You, have you ever seen a movie where the vines you know, there may be a horror movie, scare movie or something where the plants are alive and these vines go across the ground, you know, and they wrap around this person's feet and all of that stuff. And they begin to be choked. They begin to be strangled with these vines. Well, think about these. Worry gathers around the word in your heart. And it chokes and the deceitfulness of riches running after money can do the same thing. It comes around and it chokes. And then also, I got to have more stuff. I have to have more stuff. I don't have enough stuff. I don't have enough stuff. This, these things come around and choke us as well. Need to guard our heart against that. Now, one thing we can do to guard our hearts against uh, the seafiness of riches and, and especially the lust, uh, lust of things is to go through your house, go through your closet, and get rid of the excess. Let it bless someone else. When you do that, when you let go of your excess, when you bless other people with it, you say, this is brand new, I just got this. If you have two or three of those things, something is unnecessary. You can let it go, let it go. You say, well, I've been trying to get into this outfit for a while and you haven't been able to do it. Let it go and sow good seeds into someone else's life. When you do that, you're going to break the power of greed off of your life. You're going to break that deception 
of always got to have something or the lust of, of other things and, the, and, the, um, and trying to get stuff, more and more stuff, or be deceived by riches. You're going to break the whole of all of that. When you release, when you release, and when you bless others, you're going to find worry also beginning to untangle from your heart. One of the things that I've discovered over the years is that when I really feel like I'm having a bad day or in a fix, find somebody else to bless. When you're really just, when you're overcome with your worries, overcome with your cares, call somebody up on the phone and and pray for them. Give them the thing that you want most. Give them prayer. Give them a kind word. When you want somebody to say something kind to you, then you go out and you say something kind to them. When you want someone else to send you money, well, then you go forth and you send them money. You send somebody else money. You see, when you serve others and you get out of your own head, you'll find that worry begins to untangle and it begins to die. And when you also Uh, begin to give things away, begin to give your wealth away, give your possessions away. I didn't say all of them. When you begin to give some of them away, you begin to break the power of the deceitfulness of riches. And you begin to break the power of the lust for things. you'll, You'll discover that really godliness with contentment brings great peace and great reward. I'm telling you, it really does. So it is these three things that choke the word out of your life. Worry and money, the desire to have money, 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 money. Money is going to help me. And the lust for things. It is these three that can enter into your heart and choke the word of God and cause the word to become unfruitful. But these are the things that the Lord is currently taking out of your heart as you, when he shines a light on it, then I tell you, he's there to also deal with it. When he shines a light on your heart, shows you these particular areas of your heart, I'm telling you, I'm telling you just as sure as you're seeing this or hearing this now, when he shines a light on it, he is there to deal with it and deal with it, he will. So you will become fruitful. You become that good land, And the word of God shall produce much fruit in you. You're going to produce much fruit to the glory of God the Father. Glory to God. Well, our time is gone for tonight. I pray that you are richly blessed. Next time we'll go into another parable of the Lord Jesus. And I am looking forward to doing that. So check back with us on next week. We'll be here waiting for you. Now, don't forget, you can join us on our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can see this video as well as the entire series, and there's so much more. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. All right. Bye. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.